There was a land of cavaliers and cotton fields called the Old South. Here in this pretty world, gallantry took its last bow. Here was the last ever to be seen of knights and their ladies fair. Of master and slave, look for it only in books, for it is no more than a dream remembered. A civilization gone, oh, with a wind. I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy, a Yankee Doodle Do or Die, a real life nephew of my Uncle Sam, born on the 4th of July. I got a Yankee Doodle sweetheart. She's my Yankee Doodle Joy. Yankee Doodle went to town riding on a pony. Fuck up, you... Oh, man. How does the end of that song go? It's certainly not. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck up. up. Your confederate Fuck up enemies. those confederate doodle boys. Yeah, the What is a Yankee doodle dandy? Did he really put macaroni in his hat? All this and more did. after the theme. Oh. Two boys in a bell in a balcony, a balcony. Two boys in a balcony, in a balcony. Two boys in a balcony. We're back. I, I'm sorry. I have whiplash from that yeah. opening. Yeah, we don't have the answers too. I said we were gonna figure it out after. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, I didn't have time to look it up on Wikipedia. But you know what, Yankee Doodle Dandy, that is I an Oscar age. nominee coming up in a couple of weeks. We can talk about it more in depth. Is then. the movie Yankee Doodle Dandy, or is it from? Of course, with James Cagney. Oh, a real live nephew of my mother. Mm. <laughs> Man, that That's was not the, James that was Cagney. Almost one of the worst James Cagneys in the history of people <laughs> nah, even attempting know, I, to do it. I was doing Edward G. Robinson again. Uh, folks, we're I watched here. an Edward G. movie uh, this week. Eddie G. Was, it, was there an Edward G. in in, a, in the mix? Not in the nominations? No, 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 no. But you watched Key Lago. Oh, Key Lago. That's what I watched. Montego. Great flick. It's on Criterion. Ooh, I wanna take a to Bermuda. Bahama, Bahama. Oh, come mama, on, pretty, pretty mama. Lago, Montego, baby, where I don't I got that live music. To the Confederacy. No, oh, Jesus, no, That's no, 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 no. where we want to be. No, it's not. No, 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 no. We don't want to be there. Dude, knights and gallantry. Fuck all yeah, these dude. people. This movie uh, is... We'll talk about it in a yeah. while. Yeah, we got to save get, it. We got a lot of good movies before we get to this movie. But anyway, it can suck my dick, and all the it's connotations so that that, no that, movie that, that be might three take. three hours and 40 minutes long, dude. Mm, that's a damn TV show. That is a punishment. That's what you put a kid in the corner for. That's longer than Ted Lasso season one. Oh, I love that show so much. We love him. We love him. I got so him. sad when I found out that they only pop mom once a week. Yeah, like don't one episode a week. I'm waiting until the end of the season to care. No, we watched the first episode. Now I'm I'm letting it catch up. 
Let that shit build. Yeah, oh, you got it. Oh, we watched oh, the first season when it was already all out, so I didn't yeah. know what was happening. We didn't know. We didn't this know. This is like we, it's we have that fucking young... 2008, and I'm watching Lost. Yeah, why don't you put some what commercials are, what in there, too, What do you even think the smoke monsters mean? It means yeah. that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I love that fucking smoke monster so much. Dude, they just I disappeared. I got so excited. The smoke it did monster just disappear. disappeared. It just disappeared. Yeah, the smoke monster they... just came in and took they're out. They were like, oh, wait a minute. There's a hatch now, and they got to punch numbers into the thing. No, it would show up when, like, a cast member would get a DUI in Hawaii and have to go back to a mainland. <laughs> And it was just like, Mr. Echo is no longer on the show. Michelle Rodriguez is no yeah. longer on the show. That happened a lot. It happened a lot. Great show. Lost. Catch it. It was great up until, like, the first couple seasons were great. Yeah. That I first think season was the whole incredible. Thing sucks, but it's not something I'm ever going to revisit. I've tried a number no, of times. No, you can't. Not at this point in your life. Mm. Forget about Mm-mm. it. 22 seasons of an hour drama. Fuck off. <laughs> I can barely go back and watch The Sopranos, which was like 13 seasons in an episode. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, what are you guys doing? Uh, Nothing that's to be a too long. much for me, Tony. I need this. I need these episodes of Christopher Moltisanti trying to be a screenwriter. Suck a dick. That's no good. And then good. I saw the ducks. You're a D girl. And then I see the ducks in the pool, and I'm like, uh. What, what that, what's that mean? Uh, uh, what, 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 why do I got to Tony, ducks like water. That's not a good I can do it. My, here's my Lorraine Bracco. Tony, yeah, the ducks are symbolism for the way your I, mother treated you. I wasn't doing Loran Bracco. That was oh, that a, wasn't uh, Doctor Leave Schreiber. Oh, he's not even on the show. <laughs> no, I know, but that was his table read. He was trying to get on. Oh Jesus! Before we he got Shinless List. Before he got Shinless List, and then is that what Leave Schreiber was in? I always confuse him with uh, Leaf Garrett. I mean, <laughs> I don't. Know that anybody has ever confused anybody. No, Sean, these are fucking classic comedy riffs that we're hitting the people with before we get into these old movies. We're hitting different decades. Leaf Garrett, 70s. Leaf Schreiber, what, 90s? Aughts? I I don't even know. Yeah, Leaf Schreiber was not in Schindler's List. I don't know. I was thinking of uh, Joseph Fianessis. I think he goes by Fines. Ralph Fines. Fianessis. You were thinking of his brother. His brother's it. That's from Handmaid's Tale, right? His brother is in The Handmaid's Tale. What do you think about that? Good idea? Bad idea? Do you think, what, should we implement it? <laughs> Limiting women? I got to say right now, not my business, not my call, not my body. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron Burr. Don't take a stand. <laughs> nope. No, I would take a stand as in it's not my business. I don't get that. That's to... true. That should be true. Uh, we are here. It's two boys in a balcony. This is a big episode for us, Billy. We might break up after this. What happened? Fingers crossed. We might. This might. Sometimes we cover a movie so big, so huge that it we get we get a little a little bit of what they call the bump in the listenership. So I think we should just take a second, reset the table, all right. Invite in the new folks because this is a beloved classic film. Yeah, we probably should have done it uh, before the first seven minutes. Had There's no chance that anybody that's <laughs> new to the program pushed through this far, but uh, if this is your first episode, we are the Balcony Boys. My name is Sean. The other my, guy is Bill. My name is Bill, and we are the only weather podcast that talks we, about weather in movies. We talk Gone about with the, the Wind and Twister. The two <laughs> movies we talk about. 
What a double feature. You couldn't put a double feature with Gone with the Wind. You would need that. was a whole goddamn day Dude, tied up. Dude, it's so long, man. Uh, we were formerly the world's premier New England film podcast. Yeah, and then we died in a plane crash. And we ran out of New England films. And now we're watching the Academy Award. Best winners. Best picture. Not the best winners, because sometimes the, the actor is a better winners. winner than the All the, the winners that were best. The None of these trash winners. The artist, get the fuck out of here, the artist. We watch them in order. We also American watch Beauty. the nominees. No. Yeah, we got to, we got to, dude, once we get to the late 90s in the early aughts. Dude, speaking of late 90s, really? I watched Woodstock 99 documentary last Yo, night. Give dude, me I would rather, break. I would rather get sucked into the Fire Festival every year give for the rest of my life. Break. Yeah, well, you just go down, you're go like, oh, you're at the 99. beach, everybody's pretty. Woodstock There's no 99 food, is just so like, I'm losing weight. It's just dudes. They're just oh, dude. fucking it punching just, and peeing it's, everywhere. It was like uh, in St. Clown Posse, uh, the Juggalo Fest there. What do they call it? Gathering of the Juggalos. I think you Gathering know of the Juggalos. You what they call it. You're a Juggalo. Uh, I am down with a clown. Much motherfucking clown love. I, um, The Gathering of the Juggalos is more civilized than Woodstock 99. No, it, seriously. Way more civilized. My favorite quote uh, from the they show clips of the concert, obviously, and they go through on that doc. It's the documentary Woodstock '99, something I don't know, rage and shit. Give me something to break. It's on uh, HBO Max right now. It's very good. I liked it. I enjoyed yeah, it's, it. Yeah. Kid Rock comes out and he's doing his stage banter, yeah. and I always forget. I always forget that the Lewinsky stuff was in 1999. For some reason, in my head, that's when I was like a little kid. But that was all right when I was in high school. Yeah. And he's on stage, and this is Kid Rock, the man who was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Donald Trump. Yeah. He goes, he goes, I just got something to say. Bill Clinton is a pimp, and Monica Lewinsky is a hoe. And then the whole crowd of 100,000 people cheer. Woo-hoo-hoo. Dude, Marissa Tomei walks out, and they're all like, show your tits. No, Not Marissa that Tomei, Rosie uh, Perez. Rosie Perez walks out, and they're all like, yeah. show your tits. Fucking brutal. Listen, little boys. Mama's so horrible, and then it's like, and now Limp Biscuit, and now Jewel, Dude, and yeah. now Jewel, Alanis, Alanis Morissette, and uh, Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. Three, Three women, women on the whole, uh, dude, just poop and piss everywhere. Yikes, dude! It's, Your generation uh, is really just trash. I feel like I was. What was I? I would have been sixteen in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I'll take the blame on this one. Yes, yeah, it's my so fault. gross. You would. I watched you didn't that. Go on, to that, right? You wanted uh, to. I bet. No, I would have. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, I watched it on MTV. I remember being at home that weekend watching all the coverage on MTV. Did they bro- did they broadcast it all live? I saw Cassidy getting yeah yelled at, and that must yeah, they make would, you feel bad as a celebrity. They Why showed highlights of the clips, and they were popping around and interviewing. And I was like, "This is so cool." Why are these people angry at me? Why are you guys so upset? I'm a celebrity. I'm Carson Daly. I've done nothing wrong. What do you guys want to see on TLR? Uh, TLR? Total live requests. <laughs> what is it? TRL, Dude, man. I stopped watching MTV once they got stupid with you guys. So, oh, so you, what? You they were like, oh, no, like no more headbangers ball. That got moved to MTV too, dude. All You're we got old. is uh, Backstreet Boys. Back corn. Back. All right. I love that Limp Bizkit reminds you 
in every song that they're Limp Biscuit like at least it. three or four times. Now and now they, he just played. That's so that you can't dude. steal the songs on Napster. How does that documentary come out, and how do you not just cancel all your live appearances? Dude, it's insane that they got to play. Like, I'm not down with this. It's insane resurgence that Lala... of Limp Biscuit in 2021. Yeah, dude, the the revisionism on uh, Limp Biscuit is insane. Yeah. I I still uh, will occasionally if I have like a. I'm feeling nostalgic. I'll put on a new metal playlist, and if a song comes yeah. on, I'll be like, "Oh, okay, yeah." But I would never go to a Limp Bizkit concert. I would never, uh, dude. The mosh pit that's stay. going on for like, like it, it. Everybody, get up, dude! Literally, everybody in this place is standing. Yeah, where are we gonna go? There's We've no standing. seats. We're We've all standing fucking standing all day. Fred we slept on the ground last night. Yeah. Thanks for dressing like a rock star for the occasion, you piece of shit. Thanks for... Anyway, this is the Oscar podcast. Oh, yeah, we were resetting. <laughs> All those people are gone anyway. Yeah, whatever. Fuck off. I bes- well, dude, I fucking busted it with Yankee Doodle Dandy. No one the from damn, the South is still I want the damn, the damn loyalists. They think we're carpetbaggers. Oh, boy. Would you have been a carpetbagger? And I gotta be honest. I got carpets that I would like to bag. I would have been. I would have, dude. I would have carpet bagged the fuck dude, out of this. All these guys. Yeah, hell yeah, bag. I would have. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the twelfth Academy Awards. The dozen. What happened to eleven? I thought we did ten we last week. We did that last week. Uh, did it sound so bad that I couldn't tell? I hope it uh, sounds better this week, guys. Boy, oh boy, it better. Uh, boy. No, last week was the eleventh Academy Awards. This week it's the da 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 dozen. And, Dirty dozen. Uh, A lot of good movies this. This week, I mean, easily the best, yeah, top to bottom list of movies. I mean, some of the greatest movies ever made, right? Or considered, uh, maybe not uh, treated as. It's a big one, February 29th, nineteen forty. Bill. Oh, so it's chilly. It's a leap day. Couple of firsts. Holy moly! They oh, have. And on a leap day, they only do the Oscars every four years. Oh, can you fucking imagine how great that would It'd be? It'd be better. It'd be so for this podcast, we'd be already be done. We'd be halfway there. <laughs> uh, only have to talk to each other once every six months. This is the first time Mr. Bob Hope steps up to host the damn program. Yeah, it's Bob Hope. So I says to the guy, he says, hey, I'm Bob Hope. I Let me in the door. Me. I'd like to sell you a Bible. He hosts 19 of these. Dude, this fellow was always in starting wars so that he could go over to the USO shows. Now, is that true? Because I always I heard that so. rumor. I think so. I think uh, he was always like, oh, we should go invade such and such a country because I want to go on tour. Yeah, you think he was fan of the Flames in Korea? Trying to get into the Pacific Theater. He had to, he had to go out there with his fucking uh, oh, his man, putter. I'd love to get out to Hawaii. You got Maybe any shows like a... in Pearl Harbor that I could do? Hmm. Smart. Uh, I think he actually bought the water that all those boats were sitting on, and then he turned. Bob Hope, what a fella buying all the water all those fellas were <laughs> on, that selling that it back ship. to them at four dollars a bottle. Four flipping dollars a bottle. Yeah. Do you think Bob Hope did he play Woodstock '99? When did he die? He probably died in '93. Dude, no, Bob Hope, 2005. No Bob Hope lived way longer than you. 2012. Oh, 2003. 2003, so he yeah. did live to see 9-11, and I kind of feel like that's what did him in eventually. Kind of him over, pushed him over the edge. Because all the U.S. shows, all the USO shows all of a sudden. 
That's such a busy schedule for an old guy. Yeah, he wasn't doing so. He's hot. in Afghanistan. He's in Iraq. He's oh, in Afghanistan. God. You know what it was? It was the it was the humidity down at Guantanamo Bay that really did him in. Oh, it's very humid down there. I've heard. Very humid. We haven't been. We haven't committed any kind of. War they got tamales though that are delicious, and I think that makes up for it. Yeah, how do you know they're delicious? You've never been. I've heard they're delicious. I said. Yeah, I bet you fucking heard that. Bill, couple of first, first time we give an award for special effects. Oh, can I guess who got it? Uh, yeah, I mean you're not gonna get it. So gone yeah, with the wind. No. Some the other color movie. came. Oh, no, that's really? this is special effects. This is was for, it? A, yeah. Uh, I mean they made that effect where all those guys were dead on the ground and gone with the wind. Yeah, no, that wasn't really a special effect so much as the uh, It was acting. pretty special. It, it was special. The Battle of Atlanta when it pulls out over the train tracks. Uh, dude, I but don't know we're what not talking you. about that yet. No, the rains came. That wins. That's a Myrna Loy, Tyrone Power Oh, joint. I love that lady. Um, and uh, this is the first time they have best cinematography, black and white, best cinematography. So color. it was the special effects. Rain? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you see any rain and Gone with the Wind? I don't fucking think so. It must have at some point. How did they put the fires out? At some point, there had to have After been After Sherman's movie, March, everything was on fire. That movie was so goddamn long, they went through but every season. But we're not season. talking about that not yet. yet. Tisk tisk. <laughs> uh, and then they split the cinematography. They go black and white, goes to Wuthering Heights. Best cinematography, color, gone with the wind. I mean, this was the only color movie this year, right? Eh, wrong. What was the other color movie this we'll year? We'll find out in a moment. You're gonna found. You're gonna feel fucking stupid oh, as hell. Yeah, duh. Wizard of Oz. Doy. If I only had a brain. Oh, if we only had a brain. If we only had some listeners. Um. Well, that really just reset me. Yeah. They could, <laughs> Back to they could write one. in and be like, Bill's stupid as hell. He didn't know about the Wizard of Oz is in color. I think it should have gone to the Wizard of Oz for both. Watch out. Yeah, I mean, I, black and white. I think and, the Wizard of Oz white. should have won the Oscar. Best uh, picture, dude. I mean, I think that, uh, I don't know. I think it should have won it over Gone with the Wind. Just because it's such revisionist bullshit. Yeah. It's such Daughters of the Confederacy bullshit. We're going to get to all that. Oh, we're not talking about it yet. We're not talking about <laughs> it yet. Soon enough, the blood of the Confederate traitor will run. I. <laughs> uh, another last first for this year, Hattie McDaniel, the first African-American to win oh, an Manny. Academy Award. Yeah. She wins... Nope. Just to, across the board, technical, any kind of achievement. She's the first person of color to win an award. Wasn't allowed to go to the premiere of the movie mm, or to no. sit with the <laughs> rest of the cast during the uh, Oscars. But. You know what? Some good uh, Clark Gable. Uh, <coughs> I've come around on Clark Gable. I thought maybe he was a piece of shit, but I was reading up on him this afternoon, and it turns out maybe he was a decent enough guy. For the 30s. But also kind of a piece of shit. And the nominees, 10 nominees this year. The nominees for Best Picture at the 12th Academy Awards. Drum roll, please. Oh, you want to do a drum roll? Scoop, doop, scoobity-doop, scoobity-doop, whoop-whoop. Who got Jazz Drummer in here to do the fucking (laughs) drum? All we want is a brrrr. 
Oh, we don't need your fucking. Dude, if you want, just use your fucking phone. All right. You can get fucking sounds on your phone. Oh, but I if you want somebody to come in and go, tippity, 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 pop, 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 tippity, pop, pop, tippity, pop. You know what? I thought that's what I wanted, but it turns out it's not. Zippity, 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 zip, dip, do, zippity, dip, dip, zippity, do. Whoop, whoop. Oh, I didn't realize Adam Sandler was on the pod today. <laughs> Dark Victory, directed by Edmund Goulding. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A flighty heiress discovers inner strength when she develops a brain tumor. Uh, I love I love discovering inner strength when I discover brain tumors. That's really where I get the bulk of my. Oh, Doc Victory. Yeah, good, good movie. Dude. Good movie. Betty Davis, Betty Davis George Brent, Humphrey Bogart, dude, Geraldine Fitzgerald, and <laughs> hello there, folks. It's it's me, uh, President Ronald Reagan. Oh, God. Nailed that shit, dude. Uh, 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 mommy, where's Bonzo? Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that I don't remember the lines to the movie, so no I'd like to... I'm just going to improvise. I killed your mother. I will just improvise. With my say economic no, Just policies. say no to alcohol. Just I, say no. Yo, dirty rat. I killed your mother. Well... Uh well this is uh this is the first time Betty Davis has clicked for me where I was like, Oh, Betty Davis. Yeah, I thought she was uh pretty good in Jezebel, but yeah. it, it, her um, acting in this like is pretty fucking great. Yeah, she's uh I think incredible. she should have won uh did so did Scarlett uh Vivian Lay. Vivian Lay. Vivian Lay. Vivian Lee wins uh best, best actress. actress. I think that uh Betty Davis. Uh she gets nominated. She's I mean, she's already won twice. I think that's kind of yeah, why. but I've also Vivian Lee. Scarlett Lee, O'Hara is Scarlett a horrible O'Hara human being. Is a horrible human being. Horrible human being. Excellently played by Vivian Lee. Yeah, oh yeah, she does a you know great I mean? job. She does an but... amazing job, but there's nothing redeemable or likable about that character no. at all. Um, but she's acting for three hours and 40 fucking minutes, Dude, so, so I feel like long. they, they got to give it to her on that one. Uh, Irene what Dunn, is this, a Marvel Greta movie Garbo, Greer Garson. I mean, Jesus. It's like, that's the length of two Marvel movies. That's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Oh, I love both of those movies put together. I do, too. They could have used Clock Gable. Uh, Goodbye, Mr. Chips, directed by Sam Wood. A shy British teacher looks back nostalgically at his long career, taking note of the people who touched his life. Is he, like, looking back, peeking through his hands? What's he shy for? Uh, Oh, I don't want you to... Dude, this... Uh, Sean, I was goofing on you there. Uh, I want to say this is the only year that I've ever watched every movie that came was nominated. So I Did Did you watch this one? I watched Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Robert uh, Robert Donnett wins Best Actor as the titular uh, Chips. Uh, Alfred been... Hitchcock's The 39 Steps. I yep. just watched that on Criterion. He was um, in that. He's, uh, he's been in a couple of things I think that we've talked around. I think we talked about him last week. 
Yeah, because he was in the in the Citadel last week that got yeah. nominated. He's also in the Private Life of Henry VIII, but I don't remember oh, anybody in that besides great Chuck Chucky, Lawton. The great Chuck stuff. Chuck Lock. Uh, goodbye, Mr. Chips. It's uh, later. See you later, Mr. Chips. Good to uh, know you. He talks exactly like Terry Jones talks in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, hello. Um, well, if you African swallow is carrying a coconut, like he's just got like this dumb British accent. It's uh, it's it's fine. It's just annoying. Uh, I only knew about it because uh, the guy who created Breaking Bad described Walter White as going. My idea was. What if I took Mr. Chips and turned him into Scarface? And that's the only reason I have Mr. Chips as a reference in my life. Oh, really? Goodbye, Mr. Chips. It's every every time uh, I think of this movie, which is not much. No, you're not really giving I think this a lot of, of thought. The, I think of Sidney Poitier. Did he redo this, or am I thinking To Sir With Love? Maybe? You're thinking of To Sir With Love. Yeah. Which is the same kind of like a tit. He's a teacher in that, right? Yeah, this is like this is like the this is the blueprint for that. Mr. Holland's Opus, Dead Poet Society, any of those kind of yeah. private schools are really where men boys become men, and it's through the leadership of these confirmed bachelors. Love Affair, directed by Leo McCary. French playboy Michel Maret and American Terry McKay fall in love during the transatlantic passage of a ship. They arrange to reunite in six months if neither has changed their mind. Love means never having to say you're sorry. That's love story. Yeah. <laughs> Worse. I mean, love affair. Thing, right? Love affair. Sounds like rules. Titanic. I want to go on record. Love affair is uh, excellent. Charles Boyer, who's going to start popping up a lot. So and you watched this one too. So you did. I watched you them saw them all, all this baby. Week. Love Bro, Affair. You're I catching watched. up, huh? Love Affair I watched during TCM's 30 Days of Oscars. It's got my beloved Irene Dunn from The Awful Truth. Uh, it's also, it was remade in 1957 by the same director as An Affair to Remember with Cary Grant and Deborah Kerr, which then becomes the main plot point of Sleepless in Seattle. Where they're trying to meet at the top of the Empire State Building. That all the comes King from. King Kong's up there and he steals a lady. And just fucking Fay Ray. You eats can't her. steal a lady, King Kong. Dude, you can't be stealing ladies, King Kong. Did what you did ask he her if you could steal you? her first? You King need Kong? to get consent. You also need to get consent when you punch down on a biplane. Yeah, you're also going to have to show proof of vaccination if you want to climb up to the top of that building. Also, this building, there's no chance this building built in this fucking depression is structurally sound enough for a gigantic ape to climb to the right? top of. Right, nobody ever mentions that. No. you got to build it up to code if you want to no. have monkeys climb that thing. No, you can't. That's just It's just uh, structurally not sound enough. And put some bananas up there, too, because they'll eat it when they're up there. Spoiler alert for Love Affair. This is one of the first uh, movies you can really see that that haze code come into effect because oh really she she meets and falls in love with this guy uh, while she's engaged on this boat and she falls in love with Charles Boyer and they uh, they make a plan that if they're they end up being single in six months they'll reunite at the top of the Empire State Building and in order to punish her because of the haze code uh, she gets hit by a car and paralyzed. Okay. Oh. Uh, well, she I, shouldn't have put herself out there like that, looking for love, right? I love, I love Irene Dunn. Uh, I love that movie. 
Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, directed by Frank Capra. Yeah, yeah. Say, yeah, I'm going to need a bus ticket, and I'm going to need it now. No, you're, you're slipping into your Edward I'm G. I'm going to need a bus ticket. I'm going to need it now. Naive and idealistic, uh, yeah. Jefferson Smith is appointed to the Senate by the puppet governor of his state, and his ideals clash with a corrupt senior senator in the state's political boss, Jimmy Stewart. They never name the state. No, it's every state. <gasps> yeah, I don't like that. Gene let Arthur. Pick, let me pick on a particular state. Claude Rains, Eddie Arnold, Thomas Mitchell, and... Uh, what a cast, dude. And Eugene Pallet, who uh, played Friar Tuck in Robin Hood. He's back. Well, well, well. He's Look at Mr. him Smith. getting another job. What a great movie, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington is. Yeah, it's very good. Um, dude, I think anything with Jimmy Stewart automatically is a better movie. He's so damn watchable. Yeah, he's good, it turns out. Um, yeah, he's... Uh, this is like his... Uh, no, you can't take away he's in the movie last week. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. This is his you first... Hey, listen, no one's arguing with that. You do not know what you were talking about. This is his first uh, acting nomination, though. He gets nominated for Best Actor. He wins next year for the Philadelphia story, which he is not nearly as good in. Yeah, I think that this was a much better movie than that. I think it was... Uh, I, I that? honestly... That's uh, Catherine Hepburn, Cary Grant, or yeah. Clark Gable? No, it's Cary Grant. Uh, right. I don't like the Philadelphia story that much. I didn't hate it, but... Uh, but he... From, uh, what I, from what I had heard about it beforehand, I think it was uh, a letdown. I got a feeling that Clark Gable and Jimmy Stewart kind of split the vote. Like, they were the two front runners for the award, and then Robert uh, Donat slips in for Good Mind Biscuit hey. Chips. Hey, Clark. Hey, Clark. Who, do I, who are you going to vote for, for uh, this <laughs> year? Oh, Jimmy, I don't give a damn. Hey, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'll vote for you uh, I, 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 if you vote for me. Ah, Jimmy Stewart, I don't give a damn. All right, I'll vote for you then, Clark. I don't give a damn. All right, so you're going to vote I don't for give me a then, damn. obviously. I give not a damn. Well, you got to care just a little bit. It's a competition, Clark. Um, you're fucking with my money. Uh, do you think that Jimmy Stewart ever attacked Clark Abel for fucking with his dollars? No. All right. Because uh, he didn't. What? He didn't fuck with his dollars. Well, DVD sales and whatnot. I don't think so. What? They did. They couldn't even dream of fucking VCRs in the fucking thirties. They're not. Oh, thinking I bet about, somebody dreamt. They're of not them. jumping ahead. Imagine if DVDs. there was a machine. I had a dream last night that I could watch Les Miserables. In my house. Yeah. That's, I mean, you. Les Miserables. You can do that. That's not. Well, now I can, but they couldn't. Oh, But I'm sure, sure someone at one point was like, oh, I had a dream that I could. I had a dream of portable media. <laughs> I wouldn't have to wait until a movie came to the single movie theater in our town. I could watch whatever I wanted on demand. Ninotchka, directed by Ernst Lubitsch, a stern Russian woman sent to Paris on official business, finds herself Why attracted is the Russian woman to a man who represents everything she's supposed to detest. 
Why can't the Russian woman be nice? This, this is, is Greta Garbo. Greta Garbo. Is she still making silent movie faces with her face? Not really doing a lot of acting. I I was not like blown away. This is the first time I'd ever seen her in anything. When I watched no, Ninotska. No, I hadn't watched that yet. I watched this oh, before. Right. Listen to okay. my goddamn words. Listen to what I'm telling you my goddamn story. Dude, I'm, just I'm explaining my that. goddamn Greta Garbo experience to you. And I'm not accepting it. I'm just talking over ah! here. I'm making goofy faces. I'm doing this Greta Gabo impression that I've just recently started doing. Hello, I'm Greta Gabo. I don't think she talked like that. No, I just started <laughs> doing it. I'm going to work on it and hone it into a craft. Uh, this is like this is like Yakov Smirnoff level of comedy. Where it's just like a lot of like, in Soviet Russia... We sleep three people into a bed. In ah, Paris, ah, ah. we sleep in our own bed. Ha! Oh, look, we have toilets in the house. Uh, I can't remember all the specific, but it's basically these three Russian uh, <laughs> diplomat goofballs go to Paris, and they're just like, everything's so much better not in the Soviet Union. And then she has to show up and be like, why are you not being Russian? And then it turns out she, like, starts to like everything better anyway. And then, yeah, I don't think they were the Soviet Union then. I don't know what the fuck they were. Russia. I think that's, I think that's post-World War II. But it's that kind of, like, communism is our life, but over here, you guys, women cannot get hit you with You have rocks? so much bread. Right. <laughs> it's tons and tons of that shit. And then they go back to Russia, and you see their, their apartment, and it's just like, we love boiling our underwear. Why does your toilet paper not make you bleed? Right. <laughs> oh, you have paper? We use hand. Uh, Dude, he's got his own theater in Branson, Missouri, and he just fucking cleans up. Cleans up. Ninochka of Mice and Men, directed by Lewis Milestone, an intellectually disabled giant and his level-handed guardian find work at a sadistic cowboy's ranch in Depression-era America. Yeah, young-ass Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith, uh, completely unrecognizable from the Burgess Meredith that we know and love. Uh, and Lon you, Chaney you Jr. You can tell it's him. That face, brother. George and Lenny. Yeah, Lon Chaney Jr. This was a great fucking movie. Yeah. I really liked it. Um, it's definitely, it's at the bottom, near the bottom of my, like, rankings for this year, but it's still, like, yeah. excellent. Like, that's how good this year I want, is. I saw eight. I didn't see Wuthering Heights. Ninochka. Uh, Ninochka. And uh, Mr. Chips. I don't think you watched, did you? Oh, Mr. Chips, yeah. Damn, Mr. Chips. Uh, Mice and Men. It's, you know what I like about these? It's a book I've never read, and now I don't have to. It's like A Tale of Two Cities. Now I know it. Now I know it. Movies are a, fucking uh, wonderful. I could write a book report on a Mice and Men based off this movie. They did a remake. In the 80s or 90s with, I think it was Gary Sinise. Gary and Sinise and uh, Malkovich. 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 Um, and then they did one uh, that I think was like one of those, like the National Theater simulcast in movie theaters with uh, James Franco and Chris O'Dowd uh, as uh, really? the, the boys. Um, I like Chris O'Dowd. This is like, this is a big... Huge Looney Tunes reference all of a sudden cleared up for me based off of uh, of Mice and Men, based off the abominable snowman always picking up Bugs Bunny going, 
I will oh, double Lenny? and pet oh, him. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. It's just good. Good dusty uh, little movie. Told well. Stagecoach. One of those, one of those depression era tales. Uh, yeah, that you know what? That's true because this is nineteen thirty nine films, so we're they're all we're coming out of the Great Depression. Yeah, and uh, we're starting to see the movies kind of reflect what life like was like. Next week that. we got Grapes of Wrath. Yeah, another Steinbeck uh, book turned into a movie. Uh, the great John Ford. Speaking of John Ford, Stagecoach, directed by John oh. Ford. A group of people traveling on a stagecoach find their journey complicated by the threat of Geronimo and learn something about each other in the process. Uh, who's this in trip this? has become so complicated. Uh, this is this is my pick for the best movie of this year. I it's fucking, a great movie. I love Stagecoach. Ja. It's a great movie. John Wood Wayne, bonds. Andy Devine, Thomas Mitchell. Andy Devine is so good, dude. Uh, he's got the, one of the best the voices voice. of all yeah. time. It's like, I can't even do an impression of it. I just it, I I've been trying. It's and, like a fucking. It's like a uh, door that needs WD forty. Yeah, it's like a squeaky fucking hinge, dude. It's great. Uh, Donald Meek shows back up. He's great in this. It's like movie. he's talking through a harmonica. Uh, and and my MVP of the damn week, folks, Thomas John Mitchell. We celebrate. We stand the man. He wins Best Supporting Actor for his role in Stagecoach. He could have won Best Supporting Actor for Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Maybe not for Gone with the Wind, but he's also good in Gone with the Wind. What a fucking year that guy had. Yeah. Plus, I think he was in a couple other that weren't nominated for Best Picture, but were up for other awards, I believe. I mean, he just, if you look at his filmography, he just he's, makes like insane, seven dude. movies a year. I think these dudes, they were just under contract, and what that meant is you would get $2,000 a week to just go to the studio lot. Yeah, you go to the studio, if, and they'd be like, we're filming this today. And you work if you can work, and if you're not being used, you just fucking hang out. You just play cars with Lionel Barrymore. Because he makes, 1939, he goes, Stagecoach, Only Angels Have Wings, Mr. Smith, Gone with the Wind. He's in The Hunchback of Notre Dame with... Charles Lawton. Peter Laurie. Charles Lawton. I want to watch it. Because uh, uh, of Chucky L. Yeah, Charles Lawton and now Thomas Mitchell. Um, yeah, this is his only uh, Academy Award win. I think he gets a couple of nominations. Let me look. Uh, yeah, he's already been nominated for something called The Hurricane. And then he won for oh, this. Oh, Hurricane Ruben Carter. Nope. Nope. In prison for a murder he did not commit. This is the story of the hurricane. Uh, Stagecoach is fantastic. Uh, it's definitely the best western that we've watched as part of these oldie, uh, oldie timeies. Way better than Cimarron. And John Ford can make a fucking western, dude. Yeah. Yep. Or just a picture. Uh, to complicated man. He uh, does not win Best Director this year, but he's already got a Best Director win. Uh, I said last week William Wyler holds the record for the most nominations. John Ford has the record for the most wins, but none for well, none, of his, uh, none of his none of his westerns win. 
He wins for really? the he wins for the Informer. He wins for the Grapes of Wrath. How green was my valley? And then uh, did he get uh, Quiet Man. best director for Quiet Man? Right, he did. Yep. Dude, that movie's so fucking good. And then, in, but in between, he just made some of the best westerns ever made. One of uh, Barry Fitzgerald's best roles. Uh, Michelino Flynn. We'll talk about it in thirteen weeks. We'll fucking talk about it in thirteen. Fifty-two, weeks. I believe. Uh, yeah, I th- I just put I just uh, just uh, for my own curiosity, I put the schedule up uh, in our in our shared spreadsheet. Let me pull that up, and uh, we will not get to the Quiet Man this calendar year. We're going out. Uh, Marty will be the last movie that we get to. Because, of course, we got to do our beloved Boo England 3D. Oh, Boo England 3D. Everything stops for Boo England 3D. Cut the shit. We get bonus episodes. <laughs> we hang out more. We watch Spooky Get out of here with good movies. Mm-hmm. We're going Boo England. Mm-hmm. we got to watch Child's Play 3. we got to watch Flowers in the Attic. Yeah. This year I'm going to watch all the Friday the 13th. Yeah. I've been fucking telling you that. And also all the Nightmares again. Okay. Stagecoach, uh, the Y, Jesus Christ, I can't read my writing, Wizard of O's. Probably Wizard, Wizard of O's. Wizard of O's, directed by Victor Fleming. Uh, Plot synopsis, it's the fucking Wizard of Oz. It's the Wizard of Oz. It's the damn Wizard of Oz. It was nominated for Best Picture, and it did not win. It's the Wizard of fucking Oz. Directed by Chris Fleming. Nope, directed by Victor Fleming, who won Best Director. He was movie. the third. He fucking locked out this fella. No, I I have some information for you on that. Uh, he directed. He most, wasn't the only director. He was. Of yeah, he just directed the. Let's. Uh, we'll get out of the way. All the good stuff. So Gone with the Wind <laughs> has. Uh, Bill was trying to. Bill was trying to fight me on this, and I don't know why. Because I, I wasn't texted trying him. to fight you. I'm just stating I, I obvious facts. Yesterday, and you're giving me alternate facts. Victor Fleming made The Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind in the same year, which was fucking incredible to me. I can't believe somebody made two monumental movies like that. And you said, well, he, I don't, I don't, he only directed part of it. I said he was the third director. He was the second director. Third director second. of Gone with the Wind. He was the second director. And Wizard of Oz has like five other directors that are uncredited. Well, he gets the credit. George Cukor directs 18 days on Gone with the Wind. He's the first director. And what did he do? Have a, have a cocaine fit? No, he was fired because... Drinking Coca-Cola cocaine? He was uh, fired because he clashed with Clark Gable, though there are rumors that uh, George Cukor recognized Clark Gable from his days as a gay hustler when Clark Gable would... Uh, Hustle, uh, hustle gays, which I can only mean, assume means it goes is that, home, is, steals all their money. Are you, no, are we saying a, a gay prostitute? No. Or are they a, saying he, he was an abashed homophobe? I think he used to roll. Yeah, but uh, most, most of the abashed homophobes are covering for something. Come well, on. you can, you can work that out in therapy on your own. I have. That's so how then, I've come to this conclusion. Uh, like, Bill, you gotta shut up. So Clark Gable uses influence to get George Kukor kicked off the picture. Uh, how are you spelling that? C U K O R. C U K O R. He's directed uh, a bunch of stuff that we've already discussed. 
Uh, he'll go on to direct My Fair Lady. He directs the Philadelphia story. Um, I just saw his name on something on uh, Criterion Channel. He directed David Copperfield that we watched. He directed Romeo and Juliet that we did. Uh, he's going to do Gaslight in a couple of years. Born Yesterday, the 50s stars born with Judy Garland. And then My Fair Lady is his last big magnum opus. He gets kicked off the picture. They bring in Victor Fleming, who's on the MGG, MGM lot for The Wizard of Oz. He directs for 93 days. George Cukor does 18 days. Fleming does 93 days. And at a certain point, he collapses from exhaustion. And they bring in Sam Wood, the director of Goodbye Mr. Chips, for 24 days before Fleming comes back and finishes the picture. This is on Wizard or on Gone with the this Wind? This is on Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind shoots so from like the end of January a, till July. It's like a long, Was long, this long. a deal of him being under contract to the studio? So he'd show up on Monday and they'd be like, dude, get in there and work on Gone with the Wind. I think so. I think it was just one of these things where it's like, George Kukor worked on the movie for two years with David O. Selznick, who I think David O. Selznick is the real, if I'm reading all the stuff about it right. The great David O. Selznick, we're supposed to say, right? I, that maybe I don't know. Uh, I mean, he was involved with Citizen Kane, which is top five of all time. Uh, and he's direct. He's uh, produces uh, Rebecca next year as well. He, uh, this is Gone with the Wind is his baby. He he, fucking shepherded this shit. He basically wrote it and rewrote it. And well, I don't like that because he's very uh, forgiving. Well, of the original sin. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, The Wizard of Oz, if you don't know uh, this movie, stop listening to our podcast. How do you not We're know The Wizard of Oz? We're off to see The Wizard, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Part of it's in black well, and white, wizard, and part of it's in color. But then the black and white part is really kind of like black and brownish. It's not really true black and white. It's sepia. Sepia tone, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but, dude. The fuck! I re- do you remember the first time you saw Wizard of Oz as uh, a child? I was trying to think of this. Uh, no, I remember it being on TV all the time, like once a year on Easter, maybe or Thanksgiving. Yeah, they used to play it. I think it was Easter. Um, I don't remember the first time I saw it. It was definitely one of those family at home holidays, mm. and. Uh, I I might not remember the first time I saw it. But I just remember the feeling of when she opens that door and it turns to color and just being like. Because I'm pretty sure as a kid, I must have been like, I don't want to watch a black and white movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you fucking like grow up Saturday morning cartoons, watching all these fucking flashing colors in front of your face. So for me, and then it your was parents like... are like, no, this is one of the greatest movies ever. You got to watch it. It's just like fucking black and white farm. I knew about most, like, movies because of... I used to watch uh, Muppet Babies all the time when I was a child. And they would go into their their imagination. They would do a lot of movie parodies. So they would do, like, a Wizard of Oz episode. And they would do a Star Wars episode and all this stuff. Is that on Disney? No. Muppet Babies streaming? No. The rights to Muppet Babies are a whole fucking podcast that maybe we can have Ken Reed on sometime to talk about it. But they they used to just use film clips all the time. They would open a door and it would be like... Oh, there's X-Wings flying outside the door. 
Like, and they would just, and so to clear everything would be fucking insane. People have joked yeah. that the reason that Disney is buying everything is so that they can finally put Muppet Babies out on <laughs> Disney Plus. But well, it's a thing. Like, uh, I mean, not totally the same, but the Wonder Years took forever to come out because of the soundtrack. Yeah, because they had so much like just classic music that they had to fucking clear. Well, and but the thing with that is that like you could put in sound alikes, it wouldn't be the same. It would suck. It wouldn't. They, and they did that when they they redid the uh, the opening theme, the Joe Cocker, and it's not him, right? So, but you could you could get around. Music is easier than like a cartoon that's got like just visuals that are very specific to. Here's a clip from Gone with the Wind in this children's cartoon. Yeah. But that's so I knew about the Wizard of Oz was in color. I knew they went from black and white to color. I don't remember. I just don't have any recollection of seeing. Yeah, it but for you the first didn't time. know that as a child, though. But I don't I remember mean, ever sitting down and watching it. It's just like I don't yeah. have that memory. But I've seen it, and it can't be as. Imp- I mean, I'm sure it would be a lot more impressive today in 4K as opposed to the 19 inch. Well, it's just one of those things where it's like it's ruined. Like you are never. There's certain movies, The Wizard of Oz, The Reveal of Color. Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. Yeah. There's just, like, certain things in movies that have become, like, so commonplace, like, just, like, cultural references that it's just, like, well, it's, like, that no one's ever going to get the joy of that experience ever again. You'd have to, like, be born in isolation and only ever see The Wizard of Oz to be, like, (gasps) whoa. We went to, uh, was it Universal? I forget where we What are the studios or theme parks you're talking the great movie right oh, it must be disney i think it's disney and it has the it has the wizard it has munchkin lands yeah that's gone though that they closed that ride that was the great movie ride yeah much beloved what a wonderful it was fucking, fucking awesome yeah they dude. also have when the atlanta pulled into that i was like they have the uh the fucking atlanta fire from gone with the wind is in there as well you just oh, pull it yeah I you don't... just pull into a room and it's just everything is on fire uh, yeah, I love that ride. And then the, the yeah, Wicked Witch great. melts, and then... What, did they get rid of it for Star Wars? No, they put in a Mickey Mouse runaway railroad ride. Oh, fuck that noise, dude. <laughs> I think it was probably just rights things. I think it was just too expensive to keep being like, we're licensing Sigourney Weaver from Fox. I mean, we own it. I don't know why. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, the Wuthering Heights, the last movie. It's directed by William Wyler. And uh, if you want the plot synopsis, go to Barnes and Nobles and read the back of the book. It's boring as fuck. <laughs> I, uh, that's that was my least favorite movie this year. It's got Lawrence Olivier in it, uh, Merle Oberon, uh, who is a girl, not a not a just a dude named Merle. It's uh, it's about a rich family. It's it's about a rich family takes in this little like street urchin. That grows up to be Lawrence Olivier, and he's consider yourself at home. He's the, he's the stable boy who is in love with the the uh, the daughter of the guy that takes him in off the street. Sounds but like Doc Victory. They can't. Humphrey Bogart uh, and Betty Davis. A little bit, a little bit. But all these movies blend together into one classic film in my head. But she's in. She it's it's the same as Gone with the Wind. She just wants fucking status and status, and then. He yeah. goes off for years and comes back rich and fucking they they just passive aggressive each other to death, literally to death. She marries some rich guy. He's like, fuck off. I'm going to marry that rich guy's sister just to fuck with you more. Oh, that's always fun. And it's just it was a slog. But I it's love like Scarlet, dude. She's just stealing all her 
sister's husbands. No, I, and I we'll just, get to it. We're not even we'll, talking about we'll it yet. We'll get to that. I love William Wyler. I continue to think he's great. He is great. This was not one of my favorites. Was great. Is. His work lives what on. What is Wuthering Heights, though? Is that a... It's uh, a who wrote it's that? It's a novel by Charlotte Bronte. Dickens? No, Charlotte Bronte. Oh, Emily Bronte. Bronte Jesus sisters. Christ. Emily Bronte. Brontosaurus Burgers. The fuck is Charlotte Bronte? Oh, she had a sister named Charlotte who was also an author. Okay, great. Anywho. Well, that worked out in your favor. Anywho. The winner of the 12th Academy Awards and adjusted for inflation, the highest grossing film of all. I heard that time i heard that what is that adjusted for inflation is that theater only is that dvd sales is that what, like what is that so gone with the wind so uh this movie comes out in 1939 they it's the book is a hit so long ago sean did you think we'd ever make it to 2021 uh, back then i never did uh the they like pre-sold 60 you know so many tickets it's this huge hit everywhere it plays it sells out for years then uh this was like a thing where you had to reserve your movie tickets i think so i think you would just have to like wait and it would just like wait in line. somebody would bring the the film canister around to the town for a week and then leave with it mm -hmm. yeah so it's like it movies used to it's like the circus they'd come it'd be like a special event it would play at the paramount in boston or probably the opera yeah. house or some shit like that and it would be there for a month and then you just never saw that movie ever again. So they released it in, it's in theaters from December 1939 to July 1940. It's so insane that that's how they did it for so long. Then they like re-release it. Video. They re-release it in 1942. They re-release it in 1947. They re-release it in 1954. They re-release it in 1961, 1967, 1971. Every like four years, 1974, 1989. And all that counts towards its total box office every time they re-release it. And if you would just... Every time the Daughters of the Confederacy insist that we release this fucking movie. If you adjust the ticket prices to match modern times, it's like it's like in like the 30 billions or some shit like that. Yeah, it's just I mean, wild. I guess if you re-release it every five years for fucking 80 years. Well, then plus fucking NBC would pay like... <laughs> Uh, I just want to get this right. Yeah, so the first time it was, it, when it made its network television debut in 1976 on NBC, they paid $5 million to, to run it one time. And then in 1978, CBS... Uh, I'm, sure they, I'm sure they made the money back uh, yeah. on ads. Could you imagine fucking watching this thing with ads? Even uh, even in seventies, yeah, ads, it was probably the ads were it was maybe probably five hours. Six ad breaks hours. probably a minute and a half, maybe two minutes tops. Did they split it? They didn't split it up. It was for over like two, two nights. nights. Yeah, it had to be over yeah. two nights because it's in prime time, so it's probably playing yeah. from eight to eleven. I mean, it's three. What? It's three hours and forty, 40 minutes. minutes by itself. So, so they they need to at least throw in three hours of of ad. They probably time. ran over on like probably ran about six hours or five and out five hours. It's like Salem's five and a half. lot. I saw Salem's Lot when they released that. Uh, uh, when they aired it on NBC, it became the highest-rated television program ever presented on a single network. It was watched by 47.5% of the households in America. Yeah, I mean... 
I mean, back that's, when it was three channels. Yeah. What year was it? 1976. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my gosh, that movie that we can only see every three years when they re-release yeah. it. <laughs> that four-hour blowjob yeah. to Dixie. At least we don't have VCRs to record it yet. In 1978, CBS pays $35 million to be able to broadcast it 20 times over 20 years. So they just started showing it once a year for two nights. How much was it? 35 35 million? Um, Over 20 years. So, I mean, they really are getting their money's worth, though. Yeah. From 5 million for one time. But in 1986, Ted Turner, uh, his entertainment groups, buys the MGM Film Library. Uh, and they negotiate, they trade. Could imagine buying the MGM Film Library. Having that imagine having money. the cash to do that. Just uh, be like, you know what? I was going to rent a movie from you guys, but instead, let me take the whole catalog. Home. I mean, Amazon, Jeff Bezos literally did that last year. Yeah. He might have done I'm it. Saying. I think he might have done and it then, this year. And then he went to space two weeks ago. Yeah. Space, you know, quotations. Um, so they, he, they, they bought the rights back, and then... Uh, they traded it like they gave him. They were like, I don't know, take the fucking Wizard of Oz or whatever. So, I mean, it's just, I can't imagine watching this. Who bought the right backs? What? Turner bought the rights uh, and then just gave him the Wizard of Oz instead. Right. Um, I can't imagine. I'd rather have the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, of course. Uh, this movie, Jesus H. Christ. How long is the Wizard of Oz? What's that, like 145? Yeah, dude, it's under two. Yeah, uh, and it rips, and it's funny, and yeah, the songs and are good. This movie so didn't even much. this movie didn't even have any good songs. Uh, I mean, it's brutal. I'm just I'm gonna. We're just, I mean, it's not brutal, but the revisionist history <sighs> is insane, dude. And Scarlett O'Hara, I say she's a, it's okay to punch her if you run into her. I think that this movie is the, a big, 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 big reason. That grown-ups and, like, grown-ups, Jesus, that, like, the generations ahead of us are so fucked up when it turns to race and all this shit. Because I, I this idea, it's this theory, I was reading on it, uh, I read a couple of things from the New York Times, uh, just so I could try to wrap my head around this fucking movie, but there's this idea that there's this lost cause theory of the fucking Civil War, yeah. that the South... Really, they were they were just fighting northern aggression, and they were trying to defend states' rights, and yeah, blah, 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 blah. It's fucking nonsense. But this movie fucking propagates that shit. So if you talk to a lot of people from, like, my parents' generation, their view of the Civil War is framed around this fucking movie, where it's like, you know, the uh, slavery. Look how sure, happy the slaves are. Slavery was bad, but they weren't all being beaten and tortured and shit like that. Well, it's like... And, it's like when Ashley says at one point, well, once my father died, I was going to release them anyways if they weren't already emancipated. Yeah, that dude can... The fuck you were, dude. Fucking eat shit, too. And Scarlett's just brutal, dude. She says some shit to Prissy that's just, like... It's... Horrible, dude. It's fucking insane. And then you consider that you have... So Prissy is played by Butterfly McQueen. Hattie McDaniel plays Mammy. Um, there's a couple of, there's a, there's a fucking, a human being, an adult male is named Pork. His character is called Pork. Um, and then there's Big Sam, the fucking, the field, uh, the supervisor in the field or whatever the fuck. The overseer. Overseer, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, none of them were allowed to go to the premiere. Uh, 
when they started filming, they still had. Well, no, I, the overseer was the dude they fired. They fired. Big Sam was the foreman. Big, that's what I mean. The foreman. He's the one that yeah. comes back and saves her from the, the, uh, the attempted rape in Shantytown. Um, but n- none of them were uh, legally allowed to go to the premiere. Uh, when they started filming, there were segregated bathrooms. Uh, Clark Gable, to his credit, went to Victor Fleming and said, "If you don't, if you don't fucking <coughs> take these uh, whites-only, colored-only bathroom signs down, I'm walking off the movie." Uh, there's not going to be any segregated bathrooms on my damn movie set. He re- he refused to go to the premiere until Hattie McDaniel basically pleaded with him to go to the premiere, but he wasn't going to go because she wasn't allowed. They they remain it's- great friends. That scene where he gives her the after the baby's born, and he gives her the glass of liquor. The, yeah, that was that was just real alcohol that he just gave her as a like a as a goof on set. Uh, yeah, I think they might have made a couple of other movies together. They partied together in Hollywood all the time. They became good friends. Dude, it's just, it, it's just, it's fucking it's bananas. It's wild, dude. It's wild. She, Hattie McDaniel wins the best supporting actress. So Olivia de Havilland is all excited. Oh, so great. And then as soon as, you know, they move on, she goes to the kitchen and cries at the hotel, like, because she wanted to win, which maybe she should have, maybe she shouldn't have. I don't know. She's the only good character in this film that's not. Um, a person of color or a slave. Yeah. Oh, she's definitely the only white moral, person that... redeem- redeemable human being. Everybody else fucking blows. That said, the fucking movie is beautiful. Technically, it's, yeah, it's so it's, far uh... ahead of anything else that we've watched so far. <laughs> like, it doesn't... It Visually, it doesn't look like anything else that any other Best Picture winner so far has not looked anywhere near as good as this movie. I mean, I think being in color helps. Being in color, yeah, but I mean, just like the crane shots of when when they're in Atlanta and uh, they're trying that to like shot of the Battle of Atlanta when she's walking across the tracks and it just fucking banana lands. They yeah. did so much cool, innovative shit, and it's all in service of this. It's big... like reminiscent of the square in uh, in uh, Schindler's List. Yes, when they like pull out and it's just. But there's there's the packed. there's the scene there's a couple of scenes where like. Where uh, she goes, her and uh, Mammy go into Atlanta, I think, and they're going to see uh, Rhett Butler or some shit. There's these big, huge fucking squares, and they're just like, you get these long tracking shots, which you don't see before and other shit. Yeah. But it's all for nothing, because it's all in service of this big, huge, sloppy fucking ball suck of the South. (laughs) And it's just like, fuck off. This... When, When Parasite won Best Picture in 2020, and Donald Trump fucking came out and was like mm, Parasite why don't they make movies like Gone with the Wind anymore it's like cause fucking Gone with the Wind sucks this sucks it's incredible I'll definitely watch it again before I die but it's just repugnant it's so gross I yeah. I hated the story and I hated the characters and I was I was enthralled and enchanted the entire time it's the weirdest fucking movie I've ever seen Bill I can't think of anything else that's made me so disgusted, and I've just been like, this is so fucking incredible. Yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those things, too, is, uh, you know, leading up to it, we were talking, and uh, I I watched it for the first time over the pandemic when I went into my fucking, I'm going to watch all the best picture winners, and uh, 
going into it, I always just thought, dude, fucking three hours and 40 minutes is going to be brutal. And it's really, it's, it, I think it moves very well. Yeah. And it's definitely watchable, dude, but it is so fucking forgiving of, Everything like the horrors, dude. Like there, are, like Mammy goes to Atlanta with Scarlett. She's like, "Oh, I've raised you since I was changing your diapers," and it's like totally overlooking the fact that all of those mammies had their children just taken away, yeah, and sold. sold away, just gone to take care of these fucking people. But she's not even she like have when, a like name. when it opens and the Mammy. kids fanning. All, and, and Rhett Butler at one point goes, "And I remember when my Mammy." And it's just like, yeah, she's not a. That's it's a not your mammy, dude. She's just a fucking, just a. Oh, yeah, it's so gross. But like when it opens and like the kids just fucking fanning all the late, all the oh my god, all the white girls sleeping. So or the kids in the what was it the church bell? Like ringing the they're riding that wheel to ring the bell. Oh yeah yeah yeah. You know. I mean, so this thing it it starts out in eighteen sixty, and they're always so happy to see Scarlett like Big Sam. Always so happy to see that bitchy white girl that yeah, owns she's us. Fucking, she's miserable. She's mean. She's fucking just overly horny for everything. Manipulative. She doesn't have a single redeeming quality other than she's Dude, extremely she's attractive. She, she marries her first husband, Ashley's brother, because Ashley's like, Ashley's marrying his cousin. Obviously, so stupid. That from the get go, you should be like, all right, that's a fucking. That's a problem right there. Yeah, so we, we start out, we're at fucking stupid-ass Tara. Her family's cotton Oh, they always marry their cousins. We're at this the fucking cotton plantation. She's got her parents, who uh, one of them is played by Thomas Mitchell, our beloved Uncle Billy from It's a Wonderful Uncle Life. Uncle Billy. Uh, and then they're going over to uh, a barbecue at Twelve Oaks, and... The barbecue is like this whole long day affair. They all have to put on these stupid ass dresses, and it, it's full of all this southern hospitality. And yeah, but to be fair, they have to put on stupid ass dresses just to walk around the house. That's true. And like they dressed up so ridiculously to do nothing. I think all that shit happened in the north as well. I don't. That's not just like when she's trying. Was it that this one when she's trying on? She got the hoop that she's got to like climb into yeah, yeah, to yeah. put the dress over. So she's. They go over to Twelve Oaks, which is where the Wilkes live, and Ashley Wilkes is played by Leslie Howard, uh, who was. Uh, he's fine in this movie. He was. He was great in Pygmalion. Um, he's in other things. Oh, is he Henry Higgins? He's Henry Higgins. Yep. I am Henry Higgins. I am. You may not have heard that riff last week because we recorded this thing with tin cans, but uh, <laughs> it's good this week. Uh, he. Scarlett is in love with this guy, and this guy is just... I don't know if he's leading her on or if she's just fucking tapped in the head. Because he's like, I'm not going to marry you. I have to marry my cousin, Melanie Hamilton, who's played by Olivia de Havilland. Yeah. Uh, well, Scarlett is like uh, the town pomp. Uh, I think she wants to be the town pomp. I th- well, she's like she's got those two dudes fighting over. Yeah, but they're those the are brother. Were they brothers? They're brothers, but they're also those brothers are each assigned to one of her sisters. So she's got like yeah, but that doesn't matter to her. Doesn't fucking matter to her at all. Because she ta- uh, her first husband there, she takes was that that was one of her 
was that her sisters? No, or no, some other girls. That was, I think. Uh, I just, yeah. So she comes up later in the movie. Says so they go to Twelve it. Oaks for this big barbecue, and Ashley goes, "Hey, later on, we should talk." And she's like, "Ooh, he's gonna propose," but that's when we find out that she's gonna marry uh, uh, Melly. Who again? The only good person in this whole movie. At one point, Rhett Butler, when she dies at the end, he goes, "Yeah, and she's again, the only good woman I ever knew." Yeah, it's her his, her cousin. But it, look, that's bad. Shouldn't be married to your cousin. Yeah, it's a bad thing. Because then you have children, and you pass that down, and then they marry their cousin, and eventually, you know, Donald Trump's president. So she. Uh, she boom, boom just roasted. fucking roasted, roasted motherfuckers, A rotisserie even. Uh, so well, he really got you that time, Nancy. So she keeps throwing herself at this guy Ashley, uh, and then to get back at everybody because they announced their engagement at this party. She basically bullies uh, this dope Melanie, Melly's younger brother Charles, into. A marrying her basically it's just to spite ashley just to be like fuck you i'm gonna be in your life forever because we're gonna be in-laws now yeah she's just a fucking horrible person so she she makes this fucking big fucking scene about this thing and then all of a sudden they're just like the war is starting and we get that we oh and we meet rhett butler who is just this fucking southern millionaire scumbag like by choosing him before the war even started by choosing him she was like, well, I guess you can go get me dessert. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose then, I'll allow the, you then, to get me a piece of yeah. cake. And then she's like, and I don't the want fucking... it. She sees them kissing, and she's like, I don't want the cake anymore. And then they're like, well, the North, as uh, Lincoln has declared war, and he asked her to marry him. And, she's, and she says yes, because she figures the war is going to be like two weeks long. The South is going to fucking just dominate. And then she's going to come back, and then she's just going to fucking torture Ashley Wilkes and melly for the rest of their goddamn lives except uh-oh he gets killed i don't even know if they consummate the marriage i don't even know if they really have a wedding no no he left dude well they have a, they have some kind of ceremony they did have a wedding yeah because she changes her name for a little bit yeah but he had to keep that penis locked and loaded to fight the north right so then you can't be firing that thing off before the uh yankees get there um then we get the one of then so she, then she she begs to go to atlanta to stay with Melanie uh, in case Ashley, because she knows Aunt, Pitt, Aunt Pat, Aunt Pity Pat, Aunt Pit Pat, Aunt Pity Pat, with the ridiculous curls. Um, yeah, Aunt Pity Pat Hamilton, because uh, she knows that's where Melly's gonna be, and when Ashley, Pity Patty Hamilton, <laughs> and when when Ashley gets his uh, his leave, he's going straight to high five. She's going straight to Atlanta, and she's gonna be able to suck that D. Um. Then we get the most, so she finds out that her husband dies. She has to go into mourning. Hi, buddy. How was camp? Do you want to say hey, hi to Bill? Hi, Bill. Hey, bud. How was camp? He can't hear me. He can't hear, you. He can't hear me, Sean. You have headphones on. What are you doing, pal? Um. Watch it Gone with the Wind. I can't do it. Have you ever seen Gone with the Wind? Would you ever watch Gone with the Wind? No, probably not. Has he ever seen Muppets Gone with the Wind? Have you ever seen The Wizard of Oz? No. You've never seen The You've Wizard of seen... Oz? Yes. What? Yes. Have you, liar? 
<laughs> Sorry. Oh my God! You just got bad dad report card right there, Sean. Oh, if you hey, didn't see, go Wizard practice. Of Oz. Practice that, and then show me in a little bit. I'll come on and see. Okay. Oh, that's adorable. That's gonna. Your get kid us never seen numbers. the Wizard of Oz. He's Are you kidding me? He's just he was at camp. Why is day. he ratting on you like that? Man, he's always ratting on me. He's playing you for a sucker, Dad. Oh. Good thing we only have um, three hours left of this film <laughs> to discuss. No, we can cruise through this, dude. <clears throat> We're gonna get through it in the next nineteen minutes. We gotta, We're gonna keep it under. <laughs> we gotta talk. We gotta talk about the the scene where she's she's all in. Uh, in black and they so the confederate army comes in they have the the charity bazaar where they're trying to raise money for the war effort and melly's running yeah. it and melly gives them permission to do basically auction off uh he's behind you. oh there he goes he got it good job pal i'm proud of you all right go down i'll see you in a little bit okay fascinating radio sorry Hey. No, dude, I love that trick. I've been teaching it to my niece forever. Yeah, he's doing, uh, whoa, I got pinkies coming out of my the middle of my palm. Whoa. They go to, uh, good, thank you for pointing out on the video camera that uh, my son was right behind me before I launched yeah, into the I, auction yeah. for women. <laughs> the women auction. This is a scene that got cut out of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney World, but they yeah. kept it in I mean, here. Well, you know, it's like. They're auctioning slaves anyway, so what's what's the difference with auctioning women? She can't uh, she can't participate because she's dressed all in black because she's mourning her husband that she did not care about at all. Uh, and Rhett Butler, because he is a scoundrel and just a dang rabble rouser, he bids like what like twelve hundred dollars or something to dance with her, and everybody's scandalized. And she's just like they're like you can't. She's in mourning, and she's like. Yes, he can. And then they do this big, crazy dance. And Dude, it's insane how scandalized people used to get at dances back in the day. Banana lands. I mean, she... And uh, what was it? Was it... Uh, what was the movie with the, the red dress with at the... Was it Jimmy Stewart and... Or Henry Fonda and Betty Davis? The red dress. Was that Jezebel? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you can't wear a wet red dress to a wedding or to a dance. Yeah, you can't. You're not that. married. You're naughty naughties. People just got worked up over the, the worst stuff. Oh, you can't smoke marijuana in the basement before church. Uh, yeah, we shouldn't smoke marijuana in the church basement either, regardless. Fuck off, knock. Just go outside. Just go outside. Do it in Keep the church. Keep going, rat. Frankly, I don't give a damn. Do it in the, do it in the parking lot or whatever. Um... Is this where uh, the guy comes over and asks for the jewelry for the troops? And they're like, well, I can't give you my wedding ring. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so she was going to get the wedding ring. And then Melly's like, it could help my husband more off my finger than on. She's literally the only good human. All right, let me go into my riff now. So Melly's the only good person. Uh-huh. Like, throughout the, this entire movie... Scarlett O'Hara is just scheming and scamming for herself. <clears throat> and I want to say Vivian Lee is doing excellent. Her oh, performance excellent is great. acting doing it. it just she really, makes, she really makes me hate though. her. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, really bad. So Melly is, this is where she's. So getting... Me, but then Melly's like, well, maybe, you know, take my ring. If it makes one bullet, it could save my husband. Right. It'll do better on my finger. And then Scarlett's like, well, take mine, too. It's like. <laughs> uh, and then if you're in mourning, go away. And then the best the best 
is that in the next scene that uh, Melly gets a letter from Rhett Butler, this goddamn yeah. scoundrel, yeah. that's basically like, "Thank you so you are much. The nicest you've done person I've ever seen. You've, you've done enough. I couldn't possibly take this. Also, I've returned Miss <laughs> Scarlet's ring." <laughs> And she just, P.S. She just wants. She wants to bring it to Mordor and drop it in Mount Doom with fucking Gollum. Give this back to Miss O'Hara. Oh my God! So, uh, the 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 war turns. Uh, everything. As you know, it's gotta come yeah, on. Of course. They 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 keep doing this. You got thing. no shoes at this point, dude. They do this thing. They do it all the time in these movies, and I always hate it when they reference like. Like when they make like just passing references to historical things, but they do it in like yeah. that ironic way where it's like, "Oh, don't worry, we're facing off against Lincoln's troops up in some small town no one's heard of in Pennsylvania, a Gettysburg or something. The yeah. war will be over in a month." And it's just like, Love it, ah. it's like when in Cavalcade when they're like, they they're it's like, "Ooh, they're on the deck of the Titanic." Ooh, yeah. it's like, "Fuck off, this is." Stupid. Now I watch ah. Uh, just side note, I watch Ken Burns' The Civil War, like, a lot. Yeah. It's in, like, constant rotation at my house. I always just throw it on at night, like, if I'm falling asleep. I've watched the Gettysburg episode so many times. Uh, so it's cool to, like, to see some of the references that I know. Yeah. But... Uh, Ken Burns was not as dismissive no? of the of the uh, the slavery angle as Ga- as Margaret Mitchell was yeah. in her no- novella. So the, how many pages was this book? That the movie was. It, was it really? Yeah. It has to be right. It's an insane. And every I mean, it was like twelve hundred pages. I don't think they cut a single thing, dude. I think they added shit. Um. It's, I mean, it's just, and it, what the fuck are Bill and Ted doing there? <laughs> uh, so, so now they're now Scarlet's become a like a nurse, um, and she's helping, and Melly is pregnant, and she's still helping, and yeah, but she's like a nurse, but like only because she got roped into it, and she just takes off, like she's bad. Yeah, dude. she doesn't want to do sucks. anything. She just is. She's out for herself, and she sucks. Yeah. But she, uh, at some point, Prissy has come with her. Uh, Prissy, uh, her African American uh, slave, Butterfly. played by Butterfly, Butterfly McQueen. McQueen. Uh, Prissy, for some reason, just announces. I can't. I. I. I couldn't hear the dialogue when Prissy explains why she said that she knew how to deliver babies. But Prissy just goes, "I know how to deliver babies." In her insane thing, there's a great quote from Malcolm X. Uh, he said he went to see Gone with the Wind. He was the only, quote, Negro in the theater, and when Butterfly McQueen went into her act, I wanted to crawl under the carpet. Yeah. Um, so M- Melanie gives birth, uh, and then Rhett helps them flee the city. And they're on their way back to Tara, but it turns... Now, this is... But b- before she gives birth, this is the scene where... She has to go and find the doctor. Right. Yeah. She sends. And she goes to the Battle of Atlanta, and the doctor's like, "I can't go to deliver. I can't leave." Yeah. He's like, "I can't." There's there's like literally tens of thousands right. of bodies I have to lying cut on this the guy's leg off. I need your yeah. help. You can't leave either. Uh, and so, and he's like, "I can't go deliver one dumb baby." And and it's when she tells Pris when Prissy's like, "Oh, I don't actually know how to deliver a baby," and she's like. I'm going to sell you south. 
I mean, the thing about and then she's like, "I'm gonna whip you, like whip your hide the off." Thing about Prissy is Prissy doesn't do anything with any urgency because uh, she's not being paid. Of course, she's not. She doesn't give a shit about any of these people. She has no free will. So yeah, why would she go and run and do that shit? You're gonna hit her anyway. You're gonna be a piece of shit to her anyway. Why would she? Well, I'm not gonna get a heel spur. I'm not gonna get shin splints because I I ran in these awful. Why doesn't shoes. she just stab you? That is a great question. It's you know, um, but it's that revisionist that actually they were more family, you right. know, because we treated them right. So Maybe some people didn't, nonsense. but our family did. It's absolute. Absolute nonsense. So, but shot so beautifully. So Scarlet, Scarlet's gonna grab. Rhett's gonna. Rhett's got a. Uh, he's got a carriage. They have to fight off people trying to steal his horses and try to steal it. They get out. Rhett. Of, what kind of name is Rhett? They get out of is Atlanta while it's burning down to the ground. Uh, Sherman's march to the sea, brother. Right. So she's got. She's got Melly. She's got Prissy. She's it's got bad. Rhett. Uh, and he eventually just like goes like, yeah, fuck off. I don't want to go. I'm going. To, I'm gonna go finish the war. I'm gonna go fight or whatever the fuck he does, and then they really. But he like he was in Paris. He's in London. He's just he's a, a maniac. I I couldn't get a like I couldn't uh, stupidly the whole time I'm going. How is this guy so rich? Because he owns a fucking plantation. I'm an idiot. Of course yeah. that's why. Uh, and he's smuggling shit. He's yeah. a fucking you know. So, but they go back to Tara, her beloved fucking Tara, which has been just ransacked, and Pork and Mammy are still there. Uh, her dad has completely lost his mind. Her sisters are still there, and her mom has died. Um, and that this is this is the end of the first half of the film, where she's she she's just so distraught. They got no food. She goes out to the fields and she finds a burnt carrot. Yeah, what a shot, dude! When she's up on that the silhouette. Tree. Oh my god! Yeah, that's what I mean. That's it's what so I mean. Beautiful. It's just like this movie is incredible, except it's awful. <laughs> Yeah, it's the most amazing horrible. They should movie. mystery science theater three thousand this thing. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe if uh, oh, we should three hours and forty minutes. You want to redo oh, it? Jesus, I can't. I don't have the stamina to watch this movie. I'll work on my John Travolta now. I I watched this over two nights. I can't imagine sitting down and watching this all in one sitting. Oh, it's like I cannot even leave with you right now. I gotta deliver. I gotta help these guys. I gotta cut his leg off, and then I gotta save this guy. It's like you could probably deliver a baby by yourself, Miss O'Hara, and whatnot. There's really nothing to it, you know. You just stick your hands up there and you pull it out. She's in. She's in that. She's up on that hill. She finds the the. They burnt all the crops, and she just pulls out like just just rotten carrot out of the ground, and she's just yeah. As God is my witness, I'll never be hungry again. If I have to cheat, steal, kill. So that was. And it's like, well, listen, we've already been under the impression that you're willing to do all these things. You've come across as quite duplicitous in the first half of this movie. That, so. Yeah. Emphasis on this is the first half of the movie. Yeah. There's still two hours left. So then after the intermission, we get the scene <laughs> where uh, the, the the northern deserter, the carpetbagger, comes in. He, he kind of bursts into the house and... And uh, threatens her, and he's trying to steal the jewelry out of the jar, and she just shoots him in the fucking face. You would think that there would be a lot more people in that house. You would think that they would have set up shop there, or yeah. You know. I mean, I mean, it's probably not. It's probably out of the way. It's probably not near the main road. Uh, yeah, but like a sentry point. 
a nice big mansion. Yeah, but I, I, don't I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Because I just don't know. Especially with the, you got that hill with that tree, good lookout. Yeah, but there nice could. Nice place to do battle. There could be a bigger hill on the other side. You have no idea. Wouldn't you like to do battle no. at that tree? No. no. Wouldn't you like to Bill, take your musket Bill, and Bill, we got, pour the gunpowder into your musket? You wanted to keep this under 90 minutes. Pack you got, your musket. You got six minutes to discuss two hours of film. All right, I'm just asking you if you wanted to do those and I, things. I said no. No battling at trees. Right. I will not battle at the tree, Bill. All right, then don't shoot. We got to talk about because of the musket thing. We got to talk about. I said, "Don't shoot." I got it. I liked it. All right, go ahead. I liked it. Uh, oh yeah, Ashley makes his way home. The war's over, the war's right? Over. He comes stumbling in. They they're just they have they're just uh in, at Tara. They're just taking in uh, you know, southern soldiers yeah, and boys coming them home and. You know, give him a place to rest on their way home and stuff. And then Ashley comes home, and he's just completely just destroyed as a human. He's got no, nothing left in him. And, like, immediately Scott, it's like, oh, Ashley's back. Go. I'm I mean, I, him I, loved, I love that when, when Melly runs down to meet him, and then she runs to meet her, and then they embrace. Yeah, and Hattie. And, and uh, uh, Mammy grabs her. And she's like, don't ruin it, idiot. And she's like, oh, but. And she's like, you, you, you dumb whore. This is, that's her husband, right? Not yours? Just check her husband. So then, uh, uh. because the North, uh, or well, because just because the 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 government in the South just got uh, just insanely corrupt, uh, and people were you know the carpetbaggers went down there just to take advantage of rebuilding the South and from the North and all this stuff. This is all that's all that stuff is historically accurate, and it's questionable whether that's good or bad, but. Um, that she's got to pay $300 in taxes, which she doesn't have. So she goes to see Rhett. She she makes the dress out of the fucking curtains, that Carol Burnett sketch, the most famous. Yeah. Where the, she comes down the stairs with a curtain rod still in her dress. Oh, Carol Burnett. She tugs on her ear. Hoo-hoo. Tim Conway Look is on that. her knees so that, golf. That, now that makes sense to you. That's a, That makes sense now. And th- that curtain dress did look like fucking curtains. It looks stupid as hell. With the little mm-hmm. tassels hanging everywhere. Yeah, she goes to see Rhett in jail, and he's just playing. He's just playing cards with his northern captors, and it's just like, okay, all right. And he refuses. He, yeah, and she's coming for to ask him for three hundred bucks, and he like loses three hundred and forty in that right. game. And he's just got millions of dollars, and he could just give her the money, but she she makes the mistake. Of, but he's like, yeah, but my money's not here; it's in Paris or London. And he's like, or, also, I'm in, which I mean makes sense. I'm in jail, also, idiot. I don't on. have just pocket change. So she, uh, so she, yeah, but she also goes in there like with this, oh, Rhett, I've always loved you, Rhett, oh, and he's just like, ah, you idiot, I must fell for it, bye, whore, and kicks her out, and then she runs into her sister, Sue Ellen's, uh, fiance, Frank, and basically in order, and he's running, he's got a general this store. This is the dude that looks like Matt Bessa. Yeah. He's got and he's got a general store in Atlanta that's doing pretty well, and he basically. Tr- yeah, how do you get that all of a sudden? You had nothing all of a sudden. You got a general store doing well. I, I mean, I think we saw him earlier in the movie. This guy Frank, I can't remember or not. Yeah, um, and th- he went off to war, and then when he came back, he was like, "I finally want to ask for Sue Ellen's hand." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm that's so right. much older, and now I'm broke. And he's like, I have an idea for a store if I can only get it together. And he did. And then all of a sudden, he's got a fucking store in Atlanta. 
And he's got Scarlett O'Hara knocking Nikes. on his door saying, like, ah, oh, no, Sue Ellen moved on. Sue Ellen's- all of a sudden, he's selling Coca-Cola. Yeah, he's, he's, and he's got all the, all the top brands, metal, wood, all the best brands. Mountain Dew. Uh, he goes, he, she goes, oh, Sue Ellen moved on, but I'll marry you. And he's so stupid, he's just like, oh, okay. And then she just basically just takes his money. Yeah, she said that Sue Ellen got married, right? She, said she, which, she, she got tired of waiting, and she moved on. Yeah, which, is which was not, not true. true. <laughs> Scarlett O'Hara is a bad lady. She, horrible, dude. Horrible. So she, she marries this guy, Frank. Then... She marries her brother-in-law. Uh, she starts a lumber mill. She's got a business. She's making money. She's supporting Tara, keeping this stupid plantation alive. And one day she's going uh, and she rides through the shanty town and they tell her not to go by herself. Uh, when uh, just to go back to when she goes to see Rhett Butler in jail, yeah. isn't that when he sees her hands and sees that they're dirty? And he's like, wait a minute. These are like failed hands, hands. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. He can see right. He sees right through her bullshit almost right away. And he just lets her go with it because he, he enjoys the fantasy of it as well. God, this movie's fucking long. And as we're talking so about long. it, because we're not talking specifically about the treatment of or the uh, just refusal to acknowledge the mistreatment of African Americans, I'm like, yeah, this movie's actually not that bad. But then all of a sudden it's just no, like, it's, oh, yeah. But, yeah that shit can't be fucking ignored. So she goes to the shantytown. Now, this, it's insane, this part, dude. the shantytown part differs from the book. In the book... And this is a this is a change Selznick makes, David O. Selznick, because he they were this movie has been protested by African Americans since the book came out. When the book came out, they protested it. When the movie came out, they protested it. It's and it's just been ignored. The press always ignored all the protests, all the stuff, all the shit. Yeah, because they didn't give a shit. So in the book, she is almost raped by two black men from the shanty town. In the movie. It's a white guy that's going to rape her, and then there's a black guy. crossing the bridge, right? Right, she's going to cross the bridge. There's a white and a black guy together. The black, uh, the African-American, Jesus Christ, feels so bad to say that, to just be like the black guy in the middle of this fucking movie. And then Big Sam comes in. Right, saves the day. Fights off the white guy. So that, she saves the day, right? And then her and Sam (sighs) go off, and then. They tell the story, and then later on that night, Frank is like, I have to go to a political meeting. And they're all, she's, he's going to meet the guys at a political meeting. Now, in the book, that political meeting is a meeting of the... The Klan? The Klan. It's explicitly... No, I, I believe... Uh, to, uh, I belong to a, a venerated society. I don't believe that I have to say... <laughs> I don't believe I have to say... <laughs> the name. So that night, Homer fucking Stokes. When Frank and Ashley and then Rhett comes to stop them, what they're doing is they're putting on their clan robes and going to burn the shanty town in the book. But David O. Selznick's like, well, we can have a we can have a husband defend his wife from a an almost sexual assault without white robes. We don't need to bring the clan into this. 
Yeah. But uh, and the daughters of the Confederacy were like, "Why are you trying to erase history?" This is critical race theory. This is woke eh. SJW bullshit. It's like no, it's just simple fucking gross facts of history. This is a fiction that this woman wrote, Margaret Mitchell. This love letter to the fucking to the pre-war South. Gallant knights. Fucking dog shit. Uh. Oh yeah. Oh, Frank dies. So her second husband dies because he got shot while they were trying to fucking uh, do it. I did. I did. I really liked this scene. Olivia to have a. How did he die? What happened to him? He got shot. When they go to raid the shanty town, he gets killed. And that this is when this I mean, is hey. when Rhett Butler and Ashley come drunkenly up stump with the doctor. They come stumbling up the drive. Oh uh, yeah, and yeah. The, uh, the northern soldier. Ward Bond. That's Ward Bond is the oh. head cop. There, oh, okay. Who's also in Stagecoach? He's, stage He's in. It's a one. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Uh, He's not. It's a it Wonderful Life. Yes, he is in Wonderful Life. All right. I looked it up yesterday because you told me that, and I was like, I don't remember this guy, Ward Bond. Uh, but he is—he's just another one of these those '40s, '30s actors that's just—he makes you know yeah. 150 movies. Quiet man. Years. A lot of John Ford films. Um, Olivia de Havilland kills this scene, where she immediately figures out the ruse, because she knows that those guys went to go uh, avenge Scarlet. Uh, so she just is like, "Now, Mister Butler, you." Kerr, why are you bringing my husband intoxicated again? And he creates this big along with lie, and they go down to the whorehouse if they want to, you know, get a, another witness. And the Bells, right? Bell, Bella, yeah. Bells. I think her name's Bell. And then she she shows up later on, and and uh, she has a great scene with Melly where Melly thanks her for what she did and invites her in the home, and she's like, no, no, and she's like, well, can I call on you sometime? She's like, no, you're yeah. a good person. I can't. I can't ruin you with my reputation. You're like, the only I would good be proud to call you friend, right? Because and to be in your debt. Because Melly is a good person. The only the good person. Only good person. The only good person to come out of the South. Um. Besides, uh, Big Boy and Andre Three Thousand. Right. And we love them. I mean, there are other good people that came out of the South. Yeah, I mean, I don't have time to list them all. Um, but nobody from this film. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so Frank they Frank dies, and then Rhett basically Rhett Butler finally proposes to Scarlet, and she accepts. They have a daughter named Bonnie Blue. Uh, but Scarlet, this dumb fuck. They didn't name her after a horse. I can't remember. Or a Bonnie Blue Eyes. It was or something like that. Fucking. It was about the it was about the blue eyes because Rhett was gonna call her like. Had some Eugenia Olivia or some diphtheria. (laughs) Why don't we call a mesothelioma baby? Uh, Oh, we should mention, too, at some point, some rich guy comes to try to buy Tara. And then Uncle Billy hops on a horse and jumps over a bush and just lands on his head. He dies. So they have this baby. The baby grows up. Um, Her, the baby and, and Rhett Butler, the baby basically... I mean, the baby doesn't grow up too much. <laughs> so, so, but what happens is Scarlett is still in love with Ashley, who's married and a father to, with Melly. And she just is constantly throwing herself at this guy, even though she's now married to this other guy that she turns out in the end loves. She just ruins her whole life all the time. This is the most miserable story. She's of- horrible, dude. She's horrible. So 
she tells because uh, her her waist is now twenty inches uh, around, and it used to be eighteen and a half. So she tells Rhett, she's just like, I don't want to have any more babies, and he gets like, what, what? What a weird thing to tell me out of the blue. I'm going to take the baby, and we're going to go After to... yelling at Mammy to make her thinner. Just keep tightening me. And then she just goes, well, I'm going to take the baby, and uh, we're going to uh, England. Fuck you. And so he just leaves her a while. And then when he comes back, she has a, they have a thing where she's seen hugging Ashley at the store. And then that scandalizes everybody. But, and then she has to go to, uh, to Ashley's birthday party by herself that day, dressed all in red. And Melly, because Melly's the only good person that ever lived, just stands by her and just like, thank you for coming, my dear friend. Yeah, it's insane. And meanwhile, everybody else is just like, whore. What a whore. 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 <coughs> whore. Like, to the fucking end, Melly's just like, you're my sister. Yeah. It's just fucking bananas. I just, I want to get the timing of this in the right order. Um, yeah, I mean, the Wikipedia doesn't have, oh, okay, yeah, so, so, yeah, so they do the birthday party thing, and then he's like, they do the, uh, uh, oh, the most romantic, beautiful wife rape Rape. of all time, (laughs) holy moly. Where he comes in. I he, mean, she seems pretty happy the next he day. He kisses Sean, her so, so deeply and he goes, I will not be turned out tonight. And he just grabs her. She's like kicking and struggling. And he pulls her up the stairs. And then the next morning, she's just like, oh. She's so nice to everybody all of a sudden. Uh, and then he basically comes in. He's like, Sorry, I was drunk. I want to get divorced. Yeah, I want to apologize for dicking you down so good. And uh, he says, uh, I'm going to take the our daughter. and uh, Yeah, I'm taking the baby. Fuck you if you don't think so. So then they go off. She's miserable. When they come home. Doesn't he say, like, listen, if you take I won't punch you in the face to take that baby, you're wrong. Yeah, pretty much. And that's the undercurrent of most things that he says to her. Yeah. Uh, now that... And once again, uh, 99.9% of the time, I would say do not punch that lady. I also think... But if that lady is Scarlett O'Hara, dude... The baby has completely changed Rhett Butler's whole outlook on life. It's it's like kind of cliche yeah. the way that like becoming a father changes that a, a man. kid does to you, but, yeah. So, but he changed. He's no longer... He's not, you know, the playboy about town. You know, he's he's so affectionate to the daughter and he's spoiling her all the time. So when they come home from London, the daughter runs up the stairs to see Scarlett. Scarlett basically doesn't give a shit about her. Tells her to go go look at her pony outside. Uh, and her and Rhett get into an argument. And in, I couldn't tell if does she throw because she, she finds out that she's pregnant, and he's like, "Is this when she falls down the stairs?" He's like, "Well, maybe you'll have an accident." Yeah. And she, like, turns away and falls down well, the stairs like, and has an accident. Did she throw herself down the stairs, or did he push her down the stairs? I mean, he didn't push her. He didn't he push her. He thinks he did, though. Right? I mean, maybe with his words he pushed her, but not physically. I don't think he it's pushed her. It's fucking bananas. I think... It might have been one of those Jedi Confederate Jedi well, mind that's tricks what it was. that those guys used to do. They used, used to, to do dope. that shit all the time, didn't they? Yeah. So, uh, she has a miscarriage. While she's recovering from the miscarriage, the, the this is... All, this all happens in about I don't know, probably probably like seven minutes. What 
three minutes. It's pretty quick, right? She has a miscarriage. That she's recovering from the miscarriage. She's outside in the garden, and Bonnie says she's going to jump the pony, and they're like, "Oh, you can't jump the pony." And then she's like, "I'm going to do it." And then she don't jump the pony, and Bonnie. Just, and then she's like, "I raised the bar." Just like when her dad, Uncle Billy, dies. Yeah, she goes, oh, just like that. Just like, and then Aww. there's like a five-second beat, dude, where she's like, oh, wait a minute. He died doing that. And then what happens is Bonnie, don't do it. a little pony crashes into a wooden gate, and then a little stunt person uh, falls and dies before our eyes. We see. No, that's not true. They killed a kid for that. Oh, Jesus. I did not yeah, know. Yeah, they used oh, the actual boy, kid. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I did not know that. Yeah. Fucking Hollywood was crazy was in the thirties, dude. Jesus You're under contract. Child labor laws really. I didn't know that they actually killed the girl. That really. Fall off the fucking horse, Boy, Susie. I'm gonna have to dock this thing half a star in Letterboxd. I did not know. <laughs> so Bonnie dies. Now, uh, her Scarlet and Rhett are basically done at this point. This is the one thing that could have held them together, and the girl dies. Melly comes to visit. Yeah, I mean, I figure that's probably a good time to bail. Um, Melly comes to visit. She goes in to see Bonnie and pay her last respects while the the girl is laying in. I don't. Know, I don't even know. Wake, waiting, whatever the fuck. Yeah, wake. Just decaying slowly in the house. Laying in state. She comes out. She tells uh, you know, Rhett that um. I don't know if she says anything. She just comes out of seeing the dead girl, and then she uh, just she just collapses and dies in the hallway. So, so miscarriage, child death. Yeah, do they say what she died from? The broken heart, uh, head injury. She fall off a horse. Uh, it says here that she suffered complications arising from a new pregnancy on uh, on her deathbed. Um. So did she die from being the only good person in this fucking her movie? Her heart was just too big. That's what they she don't say. She died from carrying these motherfuckers for three plus hours. You know what I mean, your heart can get all clogged and all that stuff, and bad things can happen. But if your heart oh, gets cholesterol too big, isn't funny. Too big is too bad too. Let's not joke about cholesterol at this point. Not in both of our lives. Um, so Melly dies uh, on her on her deathbed. She calls Scarlet in. Um. Hey, Scarlet, get over here! Hey, you always like my sister. Be good to Red. Don't be a don't be a cunt. Scarlet, I'm on my deathbed. bed. Get over here, please. Hey, give me a kiss. Goodbye. I'd like an Oreo Blizzard before I go. So she comes out, and then the first thing Scarlet does is she goes right to Ashley to console him. Red grabs his shit and bails. He's just like, well. Well, doesn't he come in? Is is that when he comes in and she's got the his looking at his picture? It's such a fucking that long was, movie. That dude. was it's so that hot. That was earlier. All right, that was a different time. Right. This it's is so hot. This to is remember. where he sees her go to console Ashley, and he's just like, "Well, this is what she's always wanted: Melly to die so she can yeah. just move in with Ashley." But which is what she wants? She's always fucking. And wanted. Ashley, I think in this scene, explicitly says, "Like, absolutely not." No. Yeah, he's like, no, she is literally the only woman I've ever yeah, loved. Yeah, do not love you. I've told you that a number of times. But Rhett doesn't hear that. He leaves, and then she rushes home, and then... Uh, we get the line, she right? She finds him, and the... she's like, oh, I've always loved you. It's always been you. And he goes, frankly, my dear, I don't give a fuck. 
And then he no, leaves. Well, well, what should I do? Well, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I don't give a shit. Uh, and then she goes, Tara, Tara, Tara. I'll get Rhett back at Tara. It's like, you're not getting yeah. anybody back. No means no, She's go- Scarlet. You're going to die. You're probably going to kill yourself on the way back to Tara, to be honest with yeah. you. And he's probably going over to Europe and die from syphilis pretty soon. Yeah. Or die in World War II. I mean... I don't. Or World yeah, War One. He made it make it to the Spanish American French Indian War. War. Uh, this thing gets a record at the time. Uh, Eleven nominations. Um, Jesus. Thirteen. Thirteen nominations. It wins for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actress. Best Supporting Actress, Best Screenplay, Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing. It gets a special award for achievements in use of color for the enhancement of dramatic mood in the production of Gone with the Wind. And it gets uh, a Technical Achievement Award for uh, pioneering the use of coordinated equipment in the production of Gone with the Wind. It is maybe the most controversial Oscar winner of all time. Like, that's worth arguing about. Nobody's going to argue about Green Book uh, or Driving with Daisy yeah. the way they argue about Gone with the Wind. Yeah, I mean, just for the historical inaccuracies on how they they handle the whole situation. It's just, and it's so... But it's it's one of those movies that do that it's definitely worth watching. You can't deny I mean, the technical know. craft on display. But and some of the shots, dude, uh, just like that shot when it goes to intermission with her at that tree and the silhouette of it. Wild. And there's a shot of that at the beginning with her and uh, Thomas Mitchell when you can see Tara yeah. in the background. It's, it's you know. I want to watch it again. I mean, sure, because... if you want to dig a little deeper, that's probably where they did all their lynching in that I mean, tree. You don't, you but... don't have to dig that deep. Yeah, really. It's not like they. It's not. It's not a subtle movie. It's just. Yeah. It's just. And I think it's done. I think it's done more damage to like people's perception of the Civil War and you know the fucking yeah, self will rise again shit because like it's literally it's, been it's, it's for the like last a seventy five. It's years. the daughters of the Confederacy. Yeah, God. it's like putting the statues up to fucking you know. I just commemorate. I can't lose us. I wish I could. I, I was trying to figure out what I was going to give it on Letterboxd when I was logging it last night. Because, like, yeah. technically, like, it's a fucking five. It's a five out of five. It's one of the most technically yeah. impressive movies I've ever seen. But I can't give it for. This is, I this give is it a, one a type of thing. This is a classic separating the art from the artist type this of This is separating the art from thing. the art. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's yeah. even fucking get, deeper yeah. than that. Yeah, it's just man. It's such a frustrating movie, and that it's become this like dog whistle for fucking white supremacists of like those were the good old days where women knew how to be women and people of color knew their place. It's just like fuck off, fuck off. Yeah, but it falls all into that fucking romanticizing what we never were. Like they pulled it off HBO Max last year because during the uh, the George George Floyd protests. And then they yeah. then they put it back up with um, uh, 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 in a Black Lives Matter tab. <laughs> no, I don't know if they did. 
No, they put up. But I mean, that's what the, that's what all the streaming services oh, did. Oh yeah, no, no, no. They took it down because of that. But then they put it back up with, and I didn't see this when I watched it last night. I meant to look and see if it was like a an extra button I needed to hit. But they put like a uh, a black film historian, um, a woman uh, did like an introduction for the film, put it like in its context, and be yeah. to, and to be like this is. That's what I love with the like the, yeah. And but here's why this movie is important. This is why we continue to study and watch it and all this stuff. And, yeah, you're talking about it at the beginning on the HBO one. Yeah, right? but I don't know if it was on there when That's I watched the lady it. lady talking about it. Um, I love that when like with Criterion does that and like the Turner Classic movies. Yeah, Disney have Plus that. does it too with like. I mean, Disney Plus maybe does it a little too much. They'll be like sometimes you know characters used to smoke. People used to smoke a lot and and. Yeah. And sorry that this cartoon has Donald Duck smoking. Um, I don't know. That was the twelfth Academy Awards. I can't. I can't. I liked Stagecoach the most out of all the movies that we watched. But I. I mean, Gone with the Wind is just. Yeah. It's just so much movie that you have to give it the yeah. best picture. I can't see any other way around. Yeah, it. I mean, like I look looking at it from just historically and the impact that everything's had. I would say Wizard of Oz. Right. Just because it is. Fuck it. I mean, it's. Yeah. It's synonymous with, you know, classic movies it, and classic I know, movies that it, like it amazes me. Fucking the South. Yeah, that don't that don't uh, turn everything into a silly little uh, historical mishap. Well, you if, know, if but but also like I was saying last week with Robin Hood, I always thought that. <laughs> Uh, Gone with, uh, Wizard of Oz was the first color movie, but it came out the same year with Gone yeah. with the Wind, so I'm a fucking idiot. Even, Don't listen to me. The whole thing's not even in color. Yeah, I know, but when it pops, Yo, I still got to get that 4K Yo, transfer, bro. When, bro. That, when that shit pops. What the fuck is up next oh week? 1942. Dude. We're leaving the 30s. Bye bye 30s. What did they call the 40s? The, flap of, the fucking 40s. I think 40s. they were too busy uh, fighting a world war. Oh, they called it the greatest generation. Uh, next week is I will. I'm gonna call my shot right now. It's my new number one best pick for best picture winner. It's is it Rebecca? History, yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Directed by Alfred yeah. Hitchcock, June Fontaine, Lawrence Olivier. It's the yeah. I think I like uh, Grapes of Wrath better. And that's nominated next year. But we'll talk about that next week. I got that criterion. I'll try to get that over to you. Uh, I'll try to watch that and then sneak that over to you. You can get that good goddamn. I got that criterion Blu-ray in the mail a couple weeks ago, Billy. Yeah, well, frankly, Sean, I don't give a damn. 